dog dying outside. Tom, but you're right here. Hi. Hi. Hi, listeners. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Do You Queer What? Hi. Queer. That's Elliot. That's Tom. And we're Dickwick. Hey, guess what? What? Guess what episode number this is? Um, 80. 60. 60? Thomas, we're at episode 60. God, it feels like way more. Oh, it does feel like way more. How does it make you feel that we've got 60 episodes um it makes me feel excited and also what have we done for 60 episodes like it's very confusing to me that we have this many yeah to be quite honest yeah um but also thanks to all of our listeners for keeping us going oh my god you guys are the best thank you so much so cute of you to listen tom how do you feel about it (laughs) um yeah I, i don't i kind of don't have feelings about it to be honest i know that's very unlike me yeah but 60 is just a number you know what I mean? Age really is just a number. No, I have like number dysmorphia too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be 60, it could be 4, it could be 308. Who even knows? We're fresh fresh off the bat here. Fresh off the bat. Do you have any feelings in general? Um, I have feelings of excitement. Good. Because um, today's episode is just family. Yes. Literally. Literally. And my, your family's here. My brother and yeah. my sister-in-law are in the room with us. So So that's cute. We have a live studio audience. Live studio audience. I'm <sighs> nervous. <sighs> Me too. I'm I don't nervous. know why. But. I'm sure everyone can tell we're acting nervous. Listen, you fucking faggot. Let's relax. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready to relax? I like when you bully me. I get hot. <sighs> Tom, this is <clears> just <throat> me like relaxing. Um, have you mentioned merch? Should we mentioned merch? We should mention merch. Do you want to buy merch, listeners? Do it. Oh my god, something's going off. (laughs) There's an alarm going off. Oh. I'm alarmed. Buy it. Is it Jesse clanking his steel straw around? Right before we started recording, Jesse came over with this like faggoty vodka berry drink with a metal straw and he starts clanging the straw around. And And ice cubes. Yeah. It's very Jesse. uh, Jesse wants to make this into an ASMR channel exclusively now. And we just won't have it. He's gonna start eating cabbage and peeling things with his big nails. Eating a fucking dill pickle. Would you actually email us and let us know if you want that as a spinoff show? Because I'm no, sure but we we're could, getting no emails. I'm that. sure we could make that happen. Listen, look, listen to me, Tom. Yeah. I haven't seen you in so long. I know it's been a while. Yes. You know what? I'm gonna just say something right now, if you don't mind. Please, I'm nervous. No, no, don't be nervous. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, it's no secret to everyone listening and everyone in the room that I've been going through a really strange, dark time. Mm-hmm. Unlike any other time before, mm-hmm. and my behavior has been weird. Yes. And um, to you, I say, thank you for putting up with me. Are you saying it to me or the listeners? I, I, I'm saying it to you. Sorry, you, Elliot, thank and the you. listeners, too. Um, you don't have but to thank But I know me. I've been erratic and um, uh, <laughs> not at all stable. You're like uh, a squirrel that ate something laced on the ground yeah and the fact that you can sort of uh still put up with me and we can still produce the show is a wonder to me because at some points i don't think we can and then we do i appreciate the thank you but it's unnecessary that's what friends are for well and that i wanted to say this quote i'm sure we've maybe even said it on this podcast before but i was watching the new season of pose spoiler alert no this is not a spoiler alert it's the best thing fucking ever but you know everyone knows that i haven't seen it yet but at the end of one of the episodes they had a quote from Hector Extravaganza, mm-hmm. the late Hector Extravaganza. And it just said, blood does not family make. Those are relatives. Family are those with whom you share your good, bad, and ugly, and still love one another in the end. Those are the ones you select. Chosen family I, icon. I know. I just started crying because I was like, oh, that's literally what you, I mean. That's so you sweet. You have to deal with the bad ugliness of my psyche. 
Well, it's nice to hear that you're working through things, processing is healthy. I am. I am working through things. I'm happy to hear you Um, talk about it. I'm taking steps, and uh, that's all I can really say, so that's a positive. I'm really proud of you. This podcast has turned into genuine <laughs> Tom friendship therapy corner. corner. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> has it never not been that? That was the real question. So. Tom, mm-hmm. what's your color? Oh, right. Oh, my color is, oh God. It's like a, a fucking South Korean cherry blossom of like, like a subtle pink wisp of a petal. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, just a wisp? Just a wisp. Nice. Why? I just feel like, like, um, I don't know. I just feel really excited for the nice weather and like I may be blooming, not like Troy Sivan, but like a cherry blossom perhaps <gasps> in That's the spring. so beautiful. No, no, it's not. It's lame, but. I'm not allowed to be happy for you. Please? I've told you that you aren't. Absolutely <laughs> not, you beast. But, and also, of course, I saw the, not that Mulan is South Korean, but. I almost did the I same. saw the new Mulan trailer today and I like yelled out loud because i love mulan so much and then i spent the rest of the day listening to mulan and just singing it aloud as i walked down the street would you sing a little bit right now who is that girl i see staring straight back at me when will no no that sounds too serious no i I love that i should have been more goofy i'm sweating from the beauty and also because it's 35 degrees in Toronto right now. And you're a stinky fucking I pussy reek, pie. I actually reek right now. And I know. I'm, so I don't know why. I'm just this. I, sorry, I don't know. I can't smell you. I am far, I'm far away from you that I can't smell you. I'm sitting but in my I appreciate your honesty in telling me that you fucking smell stink, putrid. Yeah. And fucking I'm wondering pig. if maybe this can lead into your color. Sure. But can you describe what you smell like? Uh... Like I fucking went to bed at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., which I definitely did. And I've showered twice and I still can't get the like flashbacks of just drunken behavior out of my armpits, apparently. Yeah, but what's what's the stench of it? I I say this word a lot on the podcast. Like a stadium urine trough No, no, no. It's like like, like an acrid, um, like so someone spit on the ground and like left it there and like started to smell like sour a little bit and acrid. And then maybe someone like farted in the area. (laughs) And you're smelling both of those things. That's what I smell you like. You smell like a, a, an acrid spit fart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. like between the two, like you're smelling midpoint of fart and, and loogie. Thank you for taking us all on that journey. You're welcome. Um, also, it's funny, and I fully didn't plan this. Disclosure corner. Um, your your color is blooming, and my color is like the inside of an asshole, like a full, like, oh. stretched out, like two hand pull out the asshole. You know what I mean? So like, not really. Explain it more. Okay, so like the inside of your ass is like quite red. Like is it? Well, like if you go deep enough, okay. like if you like fist and I like pull so, out, yeah. like it's like red, red, red. And if you stretch it, then it's like it gets a bit white. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like the blood almost like dissipates when you like stretch out the already stretched asshole. Oof! This is rough. This has been a rough minute. But yeah. So, listen, thank you everyone for going on this journey <laughs> with me. Um, that's my color because I've been feeling very like raw lately. Okay. Um, and like pulled pulled out of my my comfort zone, pulled out of my shell. Uh-huh. My ass is uh, inversed a little bit. Prolapsed. Um. Yeah, and I've been having lots of like fun, like sexy adventures. So cool. Just, so like, why do you feel that way? Like you you pulled out or whatever. Um, I, I just like just like experiencing new things and like living in new moments. You know, I no, went very that's like Instagram big. travel girl. Your Instagram travel girl. Yes, I'm Instagram. Oh, like, I'm gonna need to shut this down. Like bag <laughs> posting right now. <laughs> Listen, that that's all you're gonna get. I'm that's my color. How today. dare you? We S- promised honesty on this podcast. Stretched out, like 
inside of my ass. That's what it is. All right. That's fine. Yeah. You're welcome. That's fair. Do you have any media corner? I know we talked about Mulan and Pose. Um, fucking Handmaid's Tale is this season is so phenomenal. I'm Tom- so far behind and okay. I am a fucking dirty, stupid piece of shit for not watching. The writing is so good. I don't even understand it. I've heard people say they think it's boring, but I don't. I'm so riveted every single episode. Um, and it's just terrifying because it's getting so relevant. And you're like, which is worse right now, the world or Handmaid's Tale? You know what I mean? Um, so that's spooky. Yeah, I guess so. Spooky and great. Um, second media corner. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to see Midsummer this week. And I'm very fucking excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Which is Ari Aster's Are you, new Can film. I see it with you? Or oh, I don't have any time this week. <laughs> That's awesome. I will see it with you after. Okay. Of course, I'm probably going to see it seven times. Um, so the second one's not too queer, but that's my media. All right. Um, I guess, what have I been watching? Oh, I've started Stranger Things 3. It's mm. cute. There's a queer character, I heard. Uh, I haven't met them yet. Oh. I saw a headline. I haven't heard okay. it. Okay. I Facebook-girled that. Oh, that's cute, then. Yeah. Then that's relevant that I brought it up. Thank you for... Doing yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll help you. Oh, um, shout out Corner for a second. Leah Canali um, rocked our Dickwick merch at World Pride in New York. That was so fun. Um, and it was very amazing for her. And also... I wasn't at all jealous. I was totally fine. No, I didn't have FOMO for one second or yeah. cry or no. like consider deleting social media. Same. Um, if anyone is listening, has a hand in making um, Drag Race Canada at all whatsoever, get at Leah Canali because her music deserves to be on it. She should probably be a guest judge. Um, yeah, thought that's well, that's what I'm gonna say. Cool. Yeah, get some talent. I wonder. If this is just hypothetical. Yeah. But what would imagine if we were guest judges? So what would you? What would we do? What would we be able to judge on? So here's the thing: between the two of us, we're a quarter of a functioning person. Yes. Uh, fashion is neither of our strong suits. Uh, please no. Uh, I can't dance. You can theater dance. Sure. Certainly. You can, <laughs> can do a pony. You can do a good pony. Um, so if they want to do a number from Crazy for You, I'm the guy to come to. <laughs> neither of us can do drag makeup. So, no. So please have us as judges. But I think, I think we could do like a segment on... Um, like more political. Oh, I was going to say like performance. Oh, true. That makes sense. Wait, are we, wait we're doing a segment? No, even I don't know. Even though we're judging, judging a segment, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. On like, on I don't know if they did like a stand-up thing or like a whatever. Let's speak this into existence. We're we're gonna we're manifesting be on Drag Race right Canada. That's very white woman of me, but it I'm is. manifesting it. So keep an eye out. Oh, um, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know. Alert, not alert. Content warning corner. Um, people already obviously know this i'm just gonna maybe keep saying it but tom and i use words that are triggering to people and we have done so and will continue to do so um and also the store like the the piece of news that i talk about today talks about sexual assault and anti-queer violence um so just a heads up right now when i get into my thing skip it if you have to well let's get into your thing then do you want to read now that's a good lead up okay sure but can we like talk between it because i feel like i haven't spoken to you in so long Sure. Oh, also, we don't have a guest this week, everyone. So, <laughs> cheers. We wanted that. We planned it that way. We feel like um, Elliot remarked the other day, which I didn't like and I didn't agree with, but um, he said that season three is maybe missing some of our, you know, we've sort of run away with the plot of right. our guests and their projects. And I think that's good in a way. Yes. But we also want to. You know, be little queer, little narcissists. Yeah, so I didn't say it that narcissistically. All I was saying is... That no, like, no, I know. I spun that in the moment because... Just yeah. stab me in the back multiple times. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm really, really glad that I'm a good friend to you, Tom. <laughs> okay, 
Are you ready? <laughs> that we said no ASMR. Listen, <laughs> look. Uh, this is incredibly. Actually, there are hopeful bits to this. Okay. But, um, have you heard about the vote that is happening at the United Nations this week in Geneva? No. Okay. So on July 11th and 12th, um, the United Nations Human Rights Council are meeting, um, and they're holding a vote to see whether or not they're going to renew the mandate of the independent expert on violence and discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. That was a lot of words right there. Okay, so they're meeting to decide whether or not to renew it? To renew it, okay, so... Why is that a decision to be made? Like, shouldn't it be renewed? That doesn't make sense. This is why this is a story. Oh. Very upsetting. Oh, also, um, I'm getting all this research from an article by The in the Advocate, uh, written by Andrea Ayala and Jean Friedberg. Um, so thank you for doing, doing this amazing work. Okay. Um, before I tell you why it's being renewed, I'll just tell you what the... What the expert does. Okay. Um, and also, so the acronym is SOGI, so Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity. Soggy? Soggy. Is it so, Soggy? Sogi? I'm going to say SOGI. Here's some highlighted, like, terms from their mandate. I'm not going to read the entire thing. But basically, they assess um, the implementation of existing international human rights instruments. Um, they raise awareness. They engage in dialogue and consult with states and other relevant stakeholders. They work in cooperation with states in order to foster the implementation of measures that contribute the protection of all persons. This is a lot of like, a lot of verbiage. Um, it doesn't sound like it has a lot of meaning. Okay. Um, they address the multiple intersecting and aggravated forms of violence and discrimination, and they conduct, facilitate, and support the provision of advisory services, technical assistance, capacity building, and international cooperation. Basically, they stick their necks out for queer folks in countries that are being faced with violence. And this is a, U- a UN, what, like, committee or, uh, sorry? It's an independent expert that, that the UN fosters and creates. Okay. So if this vote doesn't go through, then this independent expert is lost. And, and all of this work is lost. Um, so basically, it started in 2016. It was established then, but only by a narrow vote which is even upsetting then. Um, so it's only been around for three years. Um, and now this week, they are only actually expecting 20 member states of the UN to be a reliable yes, meaning that we can like hang our hats that at least 20 will vote yes, but there are 47 member states. Um, so it's kind of spooky. Um, we will update when this vote happens. Um, so everyone keep their eye out. Um, of the yes states, they're looking mostly to Latin America and Europe to like constitute most of that 20. Um, and the no's they're stating will be from countries such as Afghanistan, uh, Dominican Republic of Congo, Nigeria, and Iraq, among others, of course. Yeah. Um, because there's 47, so there's 27 others. Um, That's some good fast math. How many? Ooh, gays can't do math or drive, so. Or have <laughs> two a memory. Plus two is a dildo. Speaking of math, um, how many countries still criminalize same-sex relations and activities? Oh, I, I read about this today. Um, uh, 20 something? 68. 68. 68. Because I'm pretty sure when we started this podcast, it was in the 70s. 68. And we've covered almost everyone that's I know that 14 are punishable by death. By death, yeah. So 68, there's there's some sort of legal penalty, penalty in any way, shape, or form. Um, in this article, they also state that places like Chechnya and Tanzania, um, there's like actual state-sanctioned anti-queer violence. Yes. So it's not even like it's happening yes. just in like right. interpersonally. Um I'm going to go in on Tanzania for a bit because I realize we've never actually talked about it on this show and it's really terrifying. Um, also, caveat before we go into this, Tom, where do you think the anti-queer laws from Tanzania originated from? Colonialism. Yes, thank you. So just keep that in mind. Um, so this is I'm getting this information on Tanzania from a Guardian article by Rebecca Ratcliffe. 
But basically, in the past three years, LGBTQ rights and protections have been slipping in the country, um, and they've been long fought for, which is just incredibly depressing. Um, and it was never like fantastic. And now what, what they did have is disappearing. Um, it's punishable up to 30 years to have gay male sex in Tanzania. Oh my God. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's really serious. That's like and you would that. have gone away to prison for 8,000 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I don't, oh my God, that's scary. Is it like concurrent or, hmm. um, anyway, again, yeah. So this is a legacy from, from British colonial era laws. Um, the LGBTQ folks in Tanzania are warned to keep a low profile by those trying to protect them and keep them safe. No kidding. Um, obviously. Uh, in the past few years, the state has, quote unquote, cracked down on queer organizations, queer sex health initiatives, and HIV programs. So fucked up. Cracked down. Cracked down is the word they're using. Um, this is really fucked up. The state put together a 17-member committee to identify gay people over social media and arrest them. Holy fuck. Yes. Um, and the state has asked for people to whistleblow on anyone they suspect to be queer. Holy God. Oh, also, I should say this article is from November 2018. And there's no updates in the news, so this just is how it is and how it has been going. So it's been almost a year now of this behavior. Um, a Tanzanian official put this message out on a Monday... Uh, and on the Tuesday, they had 6,000 messages and a list of over 100 names of queer people what? that were going to be persecuted um, and prosecuted. Uh, this is really, this is a trigger warning. Um, that's the word, trigger warning. Uh, queer people and sex workers are repeatedly raped and abused by the police in Tanzania. Uh, and the police encourage prisoners to rape queer inmates. Um, so this is a quote from one LGBTQ activist in Tanzania who asked to remain anonymous, obviously. Um, but uh, here is what they said. It's really fucked up. Um, they said, quote, they take you to custody and tell the other men, this one is gay, you can do anal sex with them because he enjoys it in the streets. So not only do the cops do this, but they encourage it, which is very upsetting. Um, so needless to say, this is an like, obvious international human rights violation um, and one of the many reasons why the SOGI mandate is going to be very fucking important. So wow. keep our fingers crossed. Um, back to the original article, I just wanted to say that it's obviously important to note that in many places like the United States, Brazil, Philippines, and Hungary, um, there's increasing resistance uh, to inclusion and anti-LGBTQ political leaders are attempting and actually sometimes succeeding to roll back any sort of protections. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, like they're talking about Trump and, yeah. and others in the United States, but it's a it's a global trend um, which is occurring. So we say this a lot, but complacency is the death of queer safety and queer politics. And this is why Pride shouldn't be a month. It should be Good Lord, a I life. can't believe that that vote is happening and like imminently imminently yeah so um it'll be i'm pretty sure that's the thursday and friday yeah, um, of the week that you're listening to this episode so everyone who Tanzania. can Tanzania. yeah mm. everyone who can be be loud be loud about this please um yeah that's all i got that's i was gonna go off on a whole other tangent but i just was so depressed after researching yeah, that's that quite the down down downer <clears throat> it is oh awful. kind of exciting news i didn't research this so please don't make me be smart on this but um sudan reached a um an agreement i'm pretty sure today between oh. the um like the civilian the civilians who are urging for a dem democratic rule and between the military that basically took over the the country right um so that's like good that's some good news grasping here but yay okay yay yeah. right listen look tom how, do, how are you feeling from that um it's I, don't, I have a lot of mixed feelings like 
God damn it, I wish there was something more to do. Like like um, tangible, concrete yes. things to do. I'm sure there is. Yes. And I just want to know what they are. Yes. Um, and Donations to organizations. Yeah. I know that not all of us are liquid enough to donate. Yeah. Um, but that is incredibly helpful. And um, Canada has amazing organizations like Rainbow Railroad that yeah. helps LGBTQ refugees. We should on Canada safety. so much as we should. Yep. Um, but God damn it, we're lucky to live here. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And we should share the luck yeah. and, and keep working for that. So... Um, I went to uh, an exhibit the other day put on by JU and it was called Am I Wrong to Love? Hmm. And it was a photography series. Um, actually, Galad Cohen, who was the creator of this project, is going to come on and talk to us next week. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, but it was mind-blowing. And all the... All the um, uh, subjects in the photos were refu- uh, queer refugees wow who ended up here in one way or another and are working on getting residency in one way or another sorry jesse can you stop <laughs> typing like that it's so loud go back to clinking the glass jesse's please. just <laughs> clacking his life away he's trying to silence tom sorry tom please continue okay. the patriarchy is strong today he's throwing things at me too <laughs> <laughs> like slurs but anyway it was just like uh, it was a really difficult exhibit. I suggest everyone go uh, see it. Mm-hmm. Um, more information next week to, to come. Next week, but at least at least this gives our listeners a chance to look up. Yeah, this exhibit. Um, but damn. Yeah. Damn. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the subjects uh, they had to be covering their face for their safety of themselves or their family back home. Right. So scary. Yeah. Interesting too about visibility politics because like these are all people that deserve to be seen and should be seen um and then of course the flip side of that is like supporters yeah. should make themselves visible as those who others can be safe around right do you know what i mean and i guess i just i don't know I, i'm a bit of a like ignorant asshole because i assume that you know the it must be horrible for them in these countries to be you know banished by their family and by their government and their communities but um their stories were so rich mm. underneath it and they you know they had love mm-hmm. they fell in love they mm-hmm. were you know they experienced joy and love and sex mm-hmm. you know it's not all so it, in order for them to come over here i don't know it's just they're doctors they're like you know high up yeah people with um uh extreme what, what's the right word um resiliency yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that but yeah <laughs> but they've they're coming over here you know one guy was talking about like he was a doctor back and he was banished because he was queer and now he works at t- tim hortons right and not that there's anything wrong with uh, any of that but i just it's the sacrifice yeah that he had to give up uh to be queer to be his true self is yeah. mind-blowing to me imagine like giving up your entire life all your friends, all your family, your entire profession to move to this, you know, free tundra of a country. But. Well, and I mean, like, that stands for all those who are seeking asylum in a, in a country that's not their home country. Like, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen the picture of the father oh dear. with his child stuffed into his shirt who drowned while trying to cross into America. Um, and the conversation that's coming around that is like, you don't, you don't try and leave unless 
unless there's no other options. You don't you don't uproot your family, uproot your entire right. life unless you literally cannot live. Unless in a there's place no that, other choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the discourse on like illegal immigrants and job stealing and all of that, it just takes away all of the agency of those who are actually seeking life above all else, you know? Wow, I really thought this was going to be fun. It's really nice to see you. Um, <clears throat> Tom, do you have something uplifting? Yeah, well, I came away from this exhibit. Uh, I wanted to know more about these countries and what's going on in the world. Like, I, So, I, I don't know. I just want to overview a little bit of it please, for please you. Do. Maybe yeah, I can yeah. ask you some questions. Oh, good God. Today of all days. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to, like, I know we always, geography is, you don't love it. It's not, I, I actually have a passion for, for geography. I don't oh. have an aptitude for it. Oh, well, I I'm see. stupid as fuck with geography. So, right. please, please go, go easy on me. <laughs> oh, Tom, my heart's racing. I fucking hate this. <laughs> What South American country does Tanzania border? I don't know. Tanzania is not in South America, you <laughs> I absolute know, <laughs> pig. Listen, Jesse, turn it off. The show's done. I'm. It's over. It's over. Also, it's alarming that I'll just follow anything you say. So how does it feel to have that power, Tom? And how does it feel to abuse it? Oink, fucking oink. It feels great on both fronts. Um, how many countries are there in the world? Oh. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Do you know? 300 and... I'm asking Elliot's brother and sister-in-law. 380. 380? Yeah. What's your guess? Guess, guess. Say a number. Jesse? Jesse. Uh, so there's 206. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 193 of which are um, recognized by the UN. Oh. Two are observers and 11 are in no man's land, I Don't guess. Don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. Interesting. 206. Yep. And of these countries, yes. 28 support same sex unions. Oh, I was going to make you guess that. 28? Is 20- the number 28? 28. Wow. 28. You're right. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so smart. Um, yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's alarming. not very many. That's not very that's many. That's not very many. I'm such a pessimist. It's great that there's 28. Yes. Um, and 14, and we said this earlier, but 14 are actually, uh, you would get the death penalty. Do you know? For breaking any number of, of, of laws do you that know discriminate if that's against LGBTQ exercised people. Exercised or has been exercised recently, the death penalty for it? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Dear God. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm, no, not, no. I'm not asking the question. Can you name any of these countries? Of the 14? Yeah. Um, Ch- There's eight. There's eight countries, and then there's sorry, there's ten countries, and there's four of wit parts of those countries. Okay, so here's the thing: Chechnya's not, uh, Russia's not on here actually. But that's different because I'm pretty sure that it's not legal, but they're doing it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Um, I know there's so there's so much gray area with yeah. these questions. So, uh, we've covered this before on here. So if you're listening through and you get to this episode, we I, we did not go through these countries. We have before. I'm pretty sure briefly. I think I tried to bring it up on like episode two and you said, no, don't do that. We'll do that later. Oh, maybe it's the episode where we cried and talked about suicide and deleted half of it. Yes. I, yeah, think, so. I think it's that episode. Um, okay. Tom, I can't. I don't know. Afghanistan. I, okay. Uh, Mauritania. Pakistan. Qatar. Mm. Saudi Arabia. Sudan. Mm. Yemen. United Arab Emirates. Parts of Nigeria, Somalia, Syria, and Iraq. Holy shit. 
That's really upsetting. At least three of those countries I have considered moving to. And I also <laughs> just said two of those countries in my stories and probably should have understood that. Yeah. Um, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Any, anything fun? Is there anything fun on your list? I'm good. I'm getting to the fun stuff. Okay, good. Um, God damn it. You like fun hungry bitch. No, I shouldn't use the, that B word. Sorry. I'm a cum hungry clit. <laughs> Is that okay? Sorry. Fun hungry. I just, I have ears for one thing only. And it's semen. It is time to end this. No, I'm just joking. It's definitely not. Um, so in 2011, speaking mm-hmm. of the UN, there was a human rights council and they passed a resolution recognizing LGBT rights. And following that, the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights issued a report documenting the rights of LGBT people and urged all countries which had not yet done so to enact laws protecting basic LGBT rights. Um, 96 countries signed that. Wow. Which is good, bad, I don't know. It's yeah, like almost true. half. True, true, true. Eh? Sorry, say again, how many of the 206 countries are observed by the, like how many are in the UN? 190, you said? 193. 193, okay. Yeah. And 90 of them were on board. Signed this, yeah. Okay. That's interesting then that, that tomorrow's... I just realized my microphone was unhinged. Just are we like all good? You. I'm sure it's fine. I'm oh, sure we there's are. like background asmr for everybody. But Sorry if I fine. went away for a little bit there, although you were probably relieved. Um, but then I wanted to know, because I know we talked about, we always talk about colo- British colonial you know, influences on these countries. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of these countries are not right. those. Right. But um, then I wanted to know about some of the histories I I sort of fell into a rabbit hole you really did your research this week I'm very impressed no I didn't I didn't Um, (laughs) why your phone's out right now are you googling I wasn't researching I was just like wow I can't believe all this stuff and I found all these like like we are not it's I don't need to say this Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna say it for my own stupidity Mm -hmm. queer people are not new no we've existed forever since the beginning of time And I always forget that some because we're more you know it we're more visible now. Also, not to get too down the rabbit hole, but queerness is defined in terms of a system of relationships like heterosexual monogamy or what have you that has not existed forever. So, like pe- people and sex have existed for forever yeah. in any form without morality or religion ruining it. Right. I'm going to talk about some origins of different countries, and you, I think maybe you'll be surprised to hear some. Um, uh, through line themes as a dumb fucking faggot i'm surprised by 95 percent of the things i hear in a day so i'm sure i will be um so the ancient celts celts, celts? is it celts or celts it's the the team the sports team is celtics but, I'm but i sure think it's celtics Celt- celts <laughs> god damn it <laughs> our in-studio audience are not helping celts. us a lot i'm gonna I'm, for this purpose i'm gonna say celts because I think it's I'm like almost Celtic. Positive that you're right. Oh God, I'm so fucking stupid. This is why I teach emotion and not fucking history. Yeah, I should know probably. Um, so according to Aristotle, although most this is from Wikipedia, by the way, <laughs> I I'm was going to say, Tom, according to Aristotle, is 
the smartest thing I've ever heard you say and equally the dumbest. And I'm I'm in love with that. I'm leaving. How dare you say that to me? Absolutely. What do you mean? What why is it why does it make me the smartest and the dumbest? According to Aristotle. I don't know. Continue, please continue. No, I need you to clarify. I'm in like a first year philosophy seminar right now, maybe. (laughs) It's very confusing. The professor's gonna like stroke his beard and sit on the end of the desk (laughs) and like throw out the textbook. I'm not gonna stroke my beard, but I will stroke something else. Um Although most, in quotes, belligerent nations were strongly influenced by their women, the Celts were unusual because their men openly preferred male lovers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mm, this. Sorry, I'm getting sweaty. Um, and so the... Um, oh, well, there's a lot of names and boring things here, but basically this goes back to the first century BC and Diodorus Siculus wrote that Celtic women were beautiful, but the men preferred to sleep together. Diodorus went further, saying that the young men will offer themselves to strangers and are insulted if the offer is refused. Oh. Rankin argues that the ultimate source of these assertions is likely to be Poseidonius and speculates that these authors may be recording some kind of bonding ritual, which requires abstinence from women at certain times. Ooh. Misogyny? Oh, always misogyny. Always misogyny. It's behind every corner. Historical misogyny. Yeah. Um, when are you getting your PhD also? <laughs> this is brilliant. I think this is my dissertation. Can I? I would read the shit out of that. Um, one of my favorite historical queer things is the army of Th- Thebes. Help me, William. Not Thebes. Thebes. The Sacred Band of Thebes. Yeah, right? Who? Um, someone fact-checked this, but there were an army of men who... Uh, took gay lovers in the army because the idea and the philosophy was that if you fought for someone you loved and fucked, then you would fight harder and to not let them die. Um, and that was from ancient Greece. And also there's the island of Sapphos in ancient Greece, which is just like, it's where lesbians came from. Do you want me to pass my notes over to you? You can just take this. No. Are those things in your notes? No, uh, no. Okay, good. But, but it's funny you said that. Like, that's very on theme with a lot yeah, of yeah, these yeah. things. What do you know about feudal Japan? <laughs> Everything. Actually, that's my dissertation, Tom. I'm so glad you asked. I've been waiting this whole time. <laughs> what do you know about feudal Japan? Tom? More than you in this exact moment. <laughs> okay, hit me. Uh, <laughs> um, homosexuality was recognized between equals. Mm. <laughs> um, in terms of uh, uh, prostitution, the younger partner, they're, there's, they're using a word here that I don't know. Pederasty? Pederasty, like fucking in the ass. Fucking a young person in the ass. Pederasty means fucking love of, love a of young... children. Love of children. Oh, like pedophilia. <clears throat> yes. Oh, I see. Same root. Anyway, the... Oh, I see that. Oh, I see. <laughs> of course. Oh, I see words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Pediatricians. Um, <laughs> the younger partner in a pederastic relationship Mm-mm. often was expected to make the first move. The opposite was true in ancient Greece, obviously. Right. In religious circles, same-sex love spread to the warrior or samurai class, where it was customary for a boy in the wakashu age category to undergo training in the martial arts by apprenticing to a more experienced adult man. The man was permitted, if the boy agreed, to take the boy as his lover until he came of age. This relationship often formalized in a brotherhood contract. And was expected to be exclusive, with both partners swearing to take no other male. I'm so uncomfortable right now. The samurai period was one in which homosexuality was seen as particularly positive. 
And later when Japanese society became pacified, the middle classes adopted many of the practices of the warrior class. Amazing. I mean, not amazing. Samurais Queer. were gay as shit. But pedophiles also. Pedophiles, yep. 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 Um, hey, Tom. It, it did say if the boy agreed. So is that consent? I'm, no, I, it's not because they're very young. All of these constructs <laughs> that we're using right now, I, I don't understand if that would have measured back then. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is the age of consent? What, in like, feudal Japan, yeah. In feudal yeah, Japan. Good, can someone good who is writing Siri, why have you not told us? <clears throat> Tom, what do you know about the Chinese Han Dynasty? <laughs> eh? A lot, actually. Do it's my neck. No, I'm joking. Okay. It's not. Have you ever heard of The Passion of the Cut Sleeve? Um, was that starring Mel Gibson? Everything you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it was the hottest movie I've ever seen. Um, everything that you're saying is just jogging like little tidbits of random facts that I have. But This is your bread and butter. So, uh, Emperor Han, Emperor I of Han in the Chinese Han Dynasty um, lived from 27 BC to 1 BC. Um, oh, okay, he died young. Um, he, there's a, there's a, like a very famous saying around him because he took a male lover and his male lover fell asleep on his robe. So he took scissors and cut the sleeve off his own robe to not rouse his male lover. And that's why in uh, China, they refer to gay sex or gay love as passion of the cut sleeve because he cut his imperial robes instead of waking up his lover. Wow, that's uh, thank you for taking me on that strange journey. Isn't that so that's beautiful? So, uh, no, it's really stupid. Wake Why? the person up. Oh get your God, like, what I are you talking you, about? You don't have passion or joy. I do have passion what and joy. Like so but if you're sleeping on my damn robe, I'm not going to cut my robe up. I'm going to like push you, you off. This, this must have been the cutest twink the Emperor had ever seen. Maybe the twink was narcoleptic. Twinks, all twinks deserve to be... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is this twink phobia? Can you, can you say it louder? <laughs> Can you say it louder for the girls in the back, please, one more time? All twinks deserve... Don't accuse me of twink phobia. I love twinks more than anybody in the world. All twinks deserve what, Tom? What do twinks deserve? My dick. All right. Okay, wait. Can we can we, can we? we anecdote this time? I'm going to call you out. I've probably done this already on this show. How Which, dare you? Tom and I are drinking at um, drinking at a bar one night. This better not be the story. Oh, no. I never. I didn't tell you that story yet. Okay, oh, go God. Um, and this, this guy that Tom had had, had his his phallus sucked in the basement of an eating establishment had oh. entered the bar that we were at <laughs> drinking our alcoholic beverages. And, uh, and this guy goes, Hey Tom, do you still hate twinks? Remember when he told me that you don't respect twinks? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? I do. Anyway, what were you saying? Listen, number one. <laughs> yes. No, I don't remember that. Or do you actually not remember that? Uh, it sounds vaguely familiar. Yes, because it happened. Continue. I believe that it happened. I don't really remember it. I don't know. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I've had my um, my phallus been in a masticated. few no, not basement bathrooms. This was a this was a restaurant of Japanese origin okay. that yeah. served now I know who you're talking fish like food. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, right. Because it wasn't in passing. He sat down he with us. sat down with us. No, and was he was like really angry at me a little bit. For disrespecting twinks. <clears throat> but then you also told me you were incapable no. of love. And he was married and was cheating on his husband. Listen. Receipts here. Now. And I don't hate twinks. I know I don't. loved twinks. I was a twink when you met me. And you were nice to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You're a twink now. Am I? Yes. I have identity issues. What am I, Tom? You're a fucking emo twink is what you are. Put me in a box. <laughs> also, I think my soul is the soul of an emo twink. Fully and completely. Yes, I'll tell you that right now. What were we talking about? 
What are we doing right now? Feel Japan, and then you interrupted oh, yeah. me with your Chinese Han Dynasty cutting sleeve bullshit. <laughs> I think it's deer. Okay. Um, heading on over to the Congo. Oh, let's go to the Congo. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie, Congo? It's the worst movie I've ever seen. I think I was too scared to see Is it. Is that Laura Lenny? Laura Lenny? I think Laura Lenny's in Congo. Did she get eaten by a gigantic ape? Um, my stepdad and I watched that when I was like. 12 and that became our bar for the worst film like when there was a bad movie it was like is a congo bad or not oh that's funny i kind of want to watch it now we have to I speaking need to of laura linney tales of the city is the best sorry that's my did you finish corner. watching it no i haven't finished watching it. i've only seen the first episode did you get to jen's episode i only got to the first episode you just said that okay. yeah um, my wi-fi went down for a few days that's and no excuse and i'm tired how how am i supposed to i guess there's a lot of ways listen thomas Let's go to the Congo. E.E. Uh, e. Evans Pritchard. Yeah, he's an anthropologist, famous anthropologist. He uh, wrote, anyway. No, continue. no, go on, because I, I have no background information on him. Um, one of his most famous books is... Um, did he write the screenplay for Congo? Oh, my God. <laughs> I kind of wish he did. It would be a lot more interesting. <laughs> no, he's very famous for, for studying the Azande people and witchcraft, and this is boring, so please... That's not boring. Fucking witchcraft is never boring. Please continue. Except unless it's the new Adventures of Sabrina, which is so boring. Um... E. Evans Pritchard did write The New Adventures of Sabrina <laughs> Just so you know His follow up to Congo So he recorded that in, in the past Oh Azande Warriors Yeah Did you just say that? Yes In the northern Congo Rotunli took on male Young male lovers Between the ages of 12 and 20 Okay uh, Who helped with household tasks And participated in intercrural sex What's that? I don't know With William, Okay our studio audience knows Please, Please say it Oh, I've done that. Oh, oh, like you like, okay, I got that. Oh, so it's, it's when you fuck between the legs. Fuck between the legs. Yeah. So yeah, you I've like, you make your legs tight and then someone like basically jerks off with your tight legs. Yeah. Like Wait. a sweaty, sweaty legs. Yeah. That's hot. In my case, it would have to be. Do you, have you ever tried to do it yourself? Like tuck your, like tuck it and like. Do you know how incredibly painful that would be for like me? Like rock back I can't, and forth? You know, I would never be able to do that. I'm trying right now. Okay, please stop jerking yourself off. Stop having intercurial <laughs> sex with yourself. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, but also, it sounds like indentured child rape. But the, Yes, yes. Okay. I see you're catching the theme. Um, <laughs> the practice had died out by the early 20th century. Shocker, after Europeans and gain control of African countries. Maybe colonialism ending pedophilia would, would have been great, but I don't think we can say that. Because, no. like, there's, there's, there's nothing we good We shouldn't about say it. that. Jesse, cut that. Uh, no, no, no. What? No, don't cut that. It's fine. Uh, ancient Rome. Okay. So, as you were saying before, I think the conquest mentality of ancient Roman shaped Roman homosexual practices. Oh, interesting. So, in the Roman Republic, a citizen's political liberty was defined in part by the right to uh, preserve his body from physical compulsion or use by others. So for the male citizen to submit his body to giving of pleasure what was considered servile. Hmm. And as long as a man played the penetrative role, it was socially acceptable and considered natural for him to have same-sex relations without a perceived loss of his masculinity or social standing. There are places currently in the world in which if you are the giver of sex, of male-on-male sex, it's not gay. It's right. only gay if you're the receiver for yes. that same reason, I would yeah. assume. And the bodies of citizen youths were strictly off limits. Everyone hates women, like all the time across all places. Yes, misogyny is around every corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the specter. Um. <laughs> anyway, so acceptable <laughs> same-sex partners were males excluded from legal protections as citizens, slaves, male prostitutes, 
and the infems or entertainers or others who might be technically free but whose lifestyles sets them outside the law i was really hoping this would be like a rich fun history of old queers and i'm just thoroughly disturbed yeah by everything that i'm hearing yeah, yeah. so homosexual and heterosexual were thus not categories of roman sexuality and no words exist in latin that would precisely translate these concepts heterosexuality is like in the last like what 200 years 150 years say wait say again 200 200-ish years we should give him a microphone at this point heterosexuality my brother basically <laughs> does research on like everything <laughs> that i'm saying um heterosexuality uh was defined as a um what's the word like an illness it was a uh, like a compulsion it wasn't an actual state of being it was just like you crave pussy too much and then homosexuality was defined in relief of heterosexuality. I really feel like some smoked salmon now. Do you? Um, capers and onions? Cream cheese? Just the salmon. I can provide cream cheese. <laughs> I'll provide the cream cheese. If you want. You don't have foreskin. You can't make it. Anyway. Whew. And then here's an interesting one. Assyria. Okay. Which is like, I, I had to look up where Assyria was. I fell into a Wikipedia hole of Assyria because I got very into Judas slaying Holofernes. Right. Um, yes. So it's like near babylon and what what is now current what the middle east yes and the assyrians were like invaders of jerusalem if i i shouldn't be talking no this is cute i like this i'm trying my hardest okay uh so in assyrian society sex crimes were punished identically whether they were homosexual or heterosexual Hmm. so equality yay question mark equality an individual faced no punishment for penetrating someone of equal social class. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so like we could still have sex because we're both poor. Right, true. Yeah. I feel like we'd be different social classes for a lot of different reasons. And I'm not sure who'd be the top or the bottom. You feel like we're different social classes? I feel like we're different social classes. I feel like... But you're an academic and I teach emotions. Yeah, fair, fair. And both of our families are relatively... We're privileged. Privileged. That's fair. It's equality. Continue. I agree. All right. Anyway. Uh, sorry. As I was saying, an indi- individual faced no punishment for penetrating someone of equal social class, a cult prostitute, or with someone whose gender roles were not considered solidly masculine. So such sexual relations were even seen as good fortune. Oh, boy. Uh, with the Akkadian and the Summa Alu reading, if a man copulates with his equal from the rear, he becomes the leader among his peers and brothers. I'm a goddamn leader. <laughs> I'm a leader around the world, clearly. However, homosexual relationships with fellow soldiers, slaves, royal attendants, or those who were a social better was uh, submissive or penetrated were treated as bad omens. Two Two things. First, we should say, like, we're saying prostitute. Obviously, the term is sex work, but yes. we're reading, reading from historical texts known as Wikipedia. I love when you correction corner right for me. Well, and I do love thing, that. Sorry. Yeah. Cult prostitute is, I think, what I have to be now. I don't know why I've never heard of that. I don't know how I can become that. I just want you to know that I support you in your journey of becoming a cult prostitute. In fact, do you actually? it may be closer than you think. I, I feel pretty close these days. I Isn't that like when I you might, go rock climbing? I might join a cult. Tom thinks I'm in a cult for rock climbing, everybody. I don't know. I don't think I know. Where else are we going next in the world? This is really fun. Um, You're like Carmen Sandiego. So, Assyria. I am like Carmen Sandiego. I'll take where's, that. Where's she gonna I go? was obsessed with Carmen Sandiego. You could penetrate her because you're both of the same status. Probably. She's way higher status. Thank you for saying that, though. Sorry, I was trying to be nice to you. <laughs> 
current San Diego is hot. Uh, I agree. Um, Assyria was also called the Assyrian Empire. Oh, nope. That's just on Assyria. <laughs> um, ancient Persia. Mm-hmm. So in Persia, homosexuality and homoerotic expressions were tolerated in numerous public places. Interesting. From monasteries and seminaries to taverns, military camps, bathhouses, and coffee houses. Oh, I love that for everybody. It's cute. I wonder if that's why they're called seminaries. But, um, shh. Yikes. Um, so in the 15th century, male houses of uh, prostitution or sex work were legally recognized and paid taxes. Hmm. Um, and Persian poets such as Sadi, um, he lived in 1291, wrote poems uh, replete. Replete? Yeah. Replete? Full. Lots of. Okay. I don't think I know that word. Uh, replete with homoerotic allusions. <clears throat> the two most commonly documented forms were commercial sex with transgender young males or males enacting transgender roles exemplified by the Cossacks. Interesting. And Sufi spiritual practices in which the practitioner admired the form of a beautiful boy in order to enter ecstatic states and glimpse the beauty of God. Holy fuck, that took a turn. Yeah. Also, I don't know how accurate, probably not at all, but the movie 300 portrays... Xerxes, who was the leader of Persia, as like a femme top. So take that, queer Persia. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Have you seen the it? Maybe 300? Xerxes is like a big femme top with a really deep voice and he's like eight feet tall. Really? Yeah, well, I used to jerk off to it. It's perfect. It's perfect. I think I've attempted to watch that movie, but I just, I don't. It's just not. start masturbating when it starts and don't stop till it's over. It's the only way to watch You know 300. I'll turn to dust. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, I think you can do it. I have faith in you. Just take some ADHD medication. It always works. Oh my God. Should we take a little pause to explain that story? Yeah, please do. So um, one time I had my final paper due uh, for school. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I wasn't going to get it done. It was also one of our best friend's birthdays that night. Yeah. And so uh, a friend of ours from work uh, lent me um, this this medication, medication that she was taking to help her focus. Yeah. And in fact, it fucking helped me focus way too much. And I like, you know, I finished my assignment like that should have taken me all night in maybe two hours. And then I proceeded to masturbate nine times i stayed up all night long i went i went to this birthday party memorized every one of our friends friends names it was probably memorized 25 people there was actually 25 people at the table but also you masturbated nine times and you still weren't satiated you come hungry beast because when you showed up at our friend's birthday you go to the bathroom and me and timothy are getting texts from tom like pissing feels so great i'm so horny right now yes it's true i did say that and it did so moral of the story is moral is i need more of these pills except that i could not sleep and I literally stayed up all night had to go in and do my final presentation the next morning you knocked it out of the water though didn't you I I who knows because the next day when I was looking at my assignment I was like oh this is actually really badly written (laughs) (laughs) you just did it really quickly (laughs) you're focusing just poorly um well okay so maybe we should do those drugs again and masturbate to 300 I feel like that's the only takeaway you know what from this I'm in I'm in I'm glad (laughs) And then what we took them, you were so um, enthralled by the story yes. that we took them again at a different time and cleaned all our, our apartments. We cleaned both of our apartments. We took down bags of trash. We drank 30 tall cans of um, beer and f- had sex eight times. 
So that's great. Listen. That's fantastic. Look. We really need this. No, no, I'm just joking. Drug use is a problem in queer communities. Are we soliciting substances on our show? That's awful. And yes, drug consumption is toxic. That's Ancient fun. India. Let's go there. Please. So throughout Hindu texts, there are many descriptions of saints, demigods, and even the Supreme Lord transcending gender norms and manifesting multiple combinations of sex and gender. I think we've talked about this a few times, but yes, but please it's do very it. important. Yeah. Um, Alka Pandi says that alternate sexuality was an integral part, integral part of ancient India and homosexuality was considered to be a form of the sacred drawing upon the examples of the hermaphrodites uh, who became uh, uh, Shikandi and Arjuna who became eunuchs and Ruth Fenita argues that ancient India was relatively tolerant and views on it were ambiguous from acceptance to rejection but some Hindu texts mention homosexuality and support them the Kama Sutra actually mentions homosexuality as a type of sexual pleasure and there are also legends of Hindu gods uh, who change gender or are hermaphrodites and engage in relations that would be considered homoerotic in this case. Interesting. I wonder how much of this homoeroticism is women on women and how much is men on men, like the proportion. We're not reading anything about women. Right. Because misogyny is around every corner. Right. And um, homosexuality was also practiced in the royal families, especially with servants. For fuck's sakes. <laughs> uh, actually, the Kama Sutra also mentions the Sverini who used to live by herself or with another woman. Oh, thank God. And the king of Bagaratha uh, is described <laughs> as being born of sexual union of two queens. Cool. Of the king Dilip. However, there is also a patriarchal background represented. I'm so gay. The word queens almost exclusively means drag queens now. That's ex that's the first thing that I thought of when you said that. Right. So it's <laughs> not women either. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Misogyny's in my brain, Tom. It is. It's, it's hardwired. It's all around. In my brain. Um, queer contemporary India. Um, India recognizes the third gender, um, which is the hedra. And a hedra is... I guess like akin to what we in the West might say a trans person. Um, but a hedra person has a really strange social status in India where they're kind of at once revered and hated and they hold a very like important, um, I guess spiritual power for events, but also, um, can use that same power for subversion and disruption. It's, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Also hedras, um, pluck out their beards with tweezers. <clears throat> it's like part of, it's part of like their, um, I guess spirituality. It's very interesting. Like, that sounds painful. Like literally, ever, imagine plucking out every single beard hair with tweezers. Try it, Tom. No. One time I got my chest threaded and it was so painful. It took like an hour and a half. I'm so sorry for you. I know. I have real problems. So hard. <laughs> Papua New Guinea. Yes, let's go to Papua New Are you going to talk about um, Margaret Mead? Nope. Nope. Awesome. Uh, so in Papua New Guinea, same-sex relationships were an integral part of the culture of certain tribes until the middle of the last century. And so the Itoro and the Marind Anim, for example, even viewed heterosexuality as wasteful hmm. and celebrated homosexuality. Instead, they believed that in sharing semen, yes. they are oh sharing God, yes. their life force. Yes. Yet women simply <sighs> wasted this force anytime they didn't get pregnant after sex. Oh my god, I got so excited about sharing cum and then so sad about misogyny. Yeah. Jesus Christ. There's a time to celebrate and a time to be upset. Also, halfway through last century, is that because of colonial expansion, I wonder? Uh, it must be. It must be. It okay. absolutely must be. Fuck. 
uh, in many traditional uh, Melanesian cultures, a, a pre-pubertal boy would be paired with an older adolescent who would become his mentor and who would inseminate him orally, anally, or topically, depending on the tribe. Topically. Over a number of years in order for the younger to also reach puberty. Oh, you have to like bast, like base you have to, to like come bathe to like come. grow. Yeah. God, I wish that would like would existed like for me when I was young. Right? It did. You I did was do still, that. No, I was still getting yeah. pumped full of cum, but not for any sort of like growth reason. I was not that you know of. Getting pumped. Oh my god. It may have actually caused you to go become to a man. Yeah. Oh well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Thanks for bathing me in cum. You're the cum of all parts. No, I'm fat. that sure. I don't know. Sure, you're the scum of all parts. So <laughs> listen. That's it. That was really enlightening and um, thoroughly upsetting. So we know, um, yes, queer men at least have existed for all time. And as pedophiles. And as pedophiles. Yes, fantastic. So that's our... And women just get fucked. Fuck you, girl. What's a woman? Who cares? I didn't read anything about women. I don't care. No idea. Why would I care? doesn't affect me. If you have sex with them, you should be outcast. That's it. How do you feel about all of that? Um, I feel disturbed a little bit. I okay. feel like there are probably other salvageable ancient queer histories that people maybe will never know because those were just the most accepted forms, right? Right. And in essence, is it even queer if it was the accepted form of sex? My head hurts. Mm, babies. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling about it? I don't know. It just is what it is. It is what it is. Classicists, listeners, historians, um, get at us, please and thank you. Sure. Classics? Yeah. I'm sure I destroyed, I mutilated all of those facts. Certainly all the names. Someone someone let us know. Yeah. Yeah. And then come on and host the show. Right. And do this episode over again. Yeah. But they won't, like, they couldn't quip in with, like, the <clears throat> movie Congo and, Absolutely like, you know, not. Absolutely doing not. drugs and masturbating nine times. We have to find our strength, really, <laughs> really and truly. Whew, she's a beast right now. Thomas. Do you have a silver lining? <clears throat> Before we do silver linings, can I have you look over your shoulder? Don't treat me like a guest. I'm going to treat you like a guest, you beast, because I'm above you in social status. Oh my god! Does that mean you have to have sex between my thighs? Or yeah, 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 yeah. It means if I penetrate you, I'm going to become. What's a social that word outcast. again? Intercrural. Intercrural. <laughs> why do you? Why do you both know that? That's so funny. Princeton pencil sharpener. Oh no! Princeton pencil sharpener. Now I want to try that. That sounds like a lot of fun. I did it one time. I was like, in my basement. I want to say I was 19. Yeah. With my ex. Yeah. And like, there were a bunch of friends in the room. Yeah. And for some reason, I just decided to like fuck his legs yeah wait I did it in with friends in the room yeah we were all watching a movie and i was like i'm gonna fuck his legs <laughs> did they watch like did they know well I, I i figured they didn't and then like a few days later i was like hey i fucked his legs and they're like yeah well, it was very obvious we definitely knew that and i was like yeah. oh how did you think it wasn't obvious if you're thrusting in and out of somebody's tightened legs i'm very stupid and you know that yeah but like okay i thought you were gonna say discreet i don't have any retort to that um <laughs> Well, is it the same thing when it's when it's both of your stomachs pressed together? I've done that. What do you mean? One of my one of my first the guys that I was seeing one of the first sexual experiences I had as an out person, um, either like couldn't get the condom on or didn't actually want to fuck me and tricked me and said he couldn't get the condom on, so we didn't have penetrative sex. He just like laid on top of me and like rubbed his dick on my stomach until he like jizzed up my body. 
Oh yeah, I think I've done that too. Right? That one's pretty fun. It's fun. Can you get really sweaty on your stomach as well, and it like lubricates it? Did you ever fuck inanimate things when you were younger, or now? Um, I used to jerk off with a toilet paper roll sometimes, or I'd masturbate with the sock already on my dick so you just don't have to like wipe the cum up after you just come into the sock what's the fun in that yeah i guess no I, it's less messy um but do you never fuck like a sofa or something i never or, like, fucked a, a sofa i think i maybe i maybe tried to fuck a watermelon um oh that sounds fun what have you fucked and cold um i think just like i had a couch in the basement that you fucked that i always fucked wait wait did you blow your load in the couch of course you know i'm a disgusting messy mess your family sofa yeah. Tom. Tom. Oh my god. Wait, hold on. I so feel like I need to second. paint this picture. Please a little paint bit this more. picture. I'm picturing your parents sitting down for a movie and come bubbling out of the fibers. Like Okay, first of all, you know it wouldn't be bubbling, it turns to like um you know, it gets hard it hardens. No, but not not in like a, like what okay. Sure, in a in a while. Let me paint you this picture okay, better. Jesus Christ. So back to um class. I grew up in quite a large house. Right. And the basement was uh, not for my parents to go in. Oh. Like, they never, ever went down. <laughs> okay. So it was just sort of my own secret layer. You were one of those kids. Yeah. Yeah. I was was always so jealous of, of you folks. So anything that existed down there was mine and was covered in cum. <laughs> Is that how you, like, tell a boyfriend that they're theirs now? You just crust them in cum and wait? Yeah, now I always said that. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. And now, now uh, you know what? I've told my family to buy merch. They might be listening to this. Well, the merch I'm so isn't. Sorry, the if I have aunts or uncles listening, like I don't want you to know that I came all over everything. All the if time. you have aunts and uncles listening, for sure they came on everything. For sure, your aunts have like road pillows or like edges of couches. Over time, they were like um, <laughs> uh, the carpet got crusty. No, and, no, and like. I want to say orange. No, Tom. So it's like this orange, like um, film, like this crusty film over the carpet where I would just like constantly just pump cum. The hair on the back (laughs) of my neck is actually standing up right now. So you are that guy that came in a shoebox till it rotted. A part of me is jealous. Is what you're saying. Of course he is. The shoebox. Do you think that when you sat on the couch, it crunched like crinkling, like wrapping paper? Do you know what I mean? No, but like, I, I I don't think it did that, but thank you. No, but I didn't come on the couch. No, Sorry. you came in the couch. I you came f- in the couch. Okay, wait, wait. Between the, the seats or you put a hole in the couch and fucked the stuffing? Yeah, it's pretty bad. I actually sliced a hole <laughs> in the back <laughs> and I fucked the hole in the couch. The amount of privilege in this story is outrageous. Not only did you have a basement, but you felt entitled to literally destroy what was in that basement with Actually, it's sillier. I accidentally sliced the couch oh, because I was not- pretending to be Zorro. And so I had a knife and I was like, "Zorro, Zorro, Catherine Zeta-Jones." And I went, I was going to make like a Z on the couch, but just like not cut it, just like, you know, like sa sa sa. Just went shink. And like sliced it open. And I was like, "Oh, perfect. A hole." Now I'm going <laughs> to fuck that. <gasps> Oh my god, that was a journey. I think I need to walk back the last five minutes. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's perfect. I'm a little bit jealous, and now I need to find something that I can have sex with in this apartment. Maybe a book. God. Um, that was fantastic. I don't even remember how we got there. I don't either. But can we do Pamela and Pepper Corner? Yeah. I feel like you and I haven't done a Pamela and Pepper Corner. Okay, well, I'll do one, and you'll do the other. Sounds good. Uh, Pepper is... Um, uh, she's a Scottish lass. Yep. Uh, she's in the Highlands. Yep. She is 
Um, <laughs> she's skipping school to go to like a log throwing contest. Okay. But she shouldn't because she's very dumb. Oh no. Yeah. So she needs all the help. So she she's get. at this log throwing contest and she's like cheering on all the kilts and um, forgot to do her hair. Mm. And has decided that a pair is her best accessory. A pair. Yeah. Yeah. So a, that's a, how much she needs to go to school. Um, you may or may not be fruit illiterate, but that is certainly a mango. Um, but okay, that's fine. not fair. I can't really see it. Yeah, that's fine. Listen, that's fine. We'll go with pear. It's dim in here. I'm sitting below, I'm sitting low down. It's perfect. It could be. No, it's definitely not a pear. It's certainly a mango. Go yeah. on. No, I love that. Um, so Pamela, Pamela time. Uh, Okay, so Pamela's a couple of things right now. She is uh, an old witch forager of the forest. She has her wares yeah. from the forest that she's collected. Um, some fruits here and there. Uh, but she also has a really grotesque cap. She has a cap made out of bananas, but this is her alter ego when she's a like a dungeon punisher. Uh, so, so by day, she's a witch forager. She'll roam the forest. She'll sell her wares. But then she puts on the cap of bananas, and she becomes like a dom-top BDSM dungeon queen. If I may. An ass dungeon queen. An ass dungeon queen, yeah. yeah. It's especially ass, ass play. Yeah. Uh, and she can rip out the banana from her banana crown and insert it into the asses of her uh, of her subjects. I want to be her subject. Of different of different classes. It's mixed class dungeon. Uh-huh. Yeah, ass dungeon. Yep. Um, and why are they together R- right here at this moment in time? They're not happy to be together. Right. They're being forced in together. It's not fair for either one of them. Right, that's true. Honest. I think that Pepper can smell the ass bananas. Um, maybe that's why there's a mango on the head. And that's why she's going cross-eyed. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I love that for them. That's really sweet. It's not at all sweet, but I do love it for them. Tom, do you have a silver lining? <laughs> oh, this actually made me think of um, uh, Black Ariel. Oh, true. True, true, true. Which is so exciting, and all the white people are upset, and it's funny watching them be upset. And I found every hilarious meme that I just adore. Tom's Instagram story has only been Black Ariel memes for the last 48 hours. It's just so cool. It's just so funny. Like, it's really why exciting. are you upset about this? You have no reason to be upset about this. The trending Stop hashtag it. was hashtag not my not Ariel. Not my Ariel. Like, get real problems. What are you talking about? Yeah, but like racism is like the biggest problem. Oh, yeah. Hand in hand with misogyny. Yeah, eh? absolutely. All right. What's Listen, my fucking silver? I, I don't know. What, do you have one? I do. Um... My silver lining is Greta Thunberg. Do you know who she is? And if you do not, I would please urge everyone listening to look her up. She's a 16-year-old Swedish climate change activist. Yes. She's the one who's leading the the climate strike yes. around school. I'm yes. pretty sure she's on day like 50-something of her school climate strike. Fuck yes. Um, her videos in front of the UN are the most inspiring things. Um, I believe she's autistic. I believe she's on the autism spectrum as well. Um, she's so phenomenal. Um. And most of all, she's not a bullshit politician. Like, when she speaks, she's speaking from her heart. Um, and she weeps over the state of the world and her future. And she has this amazing rhetoric that she uses, like, in... What did she say? Like, in in 50 years, I'll be 75. Y'all all be dead. And I'll be dealing with the fucking mess that you left. And she says yes. this to a room full of dusty old people. Yes. Yes. And it's, like, it's, it's honestly phenomenal. I won't really go on, but she's my silver lining. She was recently with Alexandria Octasio-Cortez on the cover of The Guardian. Oh, and they God, both, yes. Like, Give have me a plan together. Um, so hope. Yeah, hope. And she gives me hope. That's my silver lining. Cool. Yeah. Thomas. Um, my silver lining is um, I opened my own, uh, my first exhibition at work that was just um, curated by me on my own yay and it's with my photography student 
who um, are a lot of them are queer and so I accidentally like highlighted the queer photographers um, and it was just really cool and they came and it's just so cool to see these 14 and 15 year olds see their work exhibited mm-hmm. in an art gallery and like it was so it was nice to watch their joy and um, yeah I felt really I guess proud Is yes that, I might have been just been hungry I'm, not I'm sure. proud of and for you and also like it's amazing that that these youth are given the space to show this kind of work so that's really exciting yeah the kids are all right are they yeah I mean not with climate change and misogyny and racism and <laughs> neocolonialism um, but we can do something to help and also guess what um, capitalist pig come hungry time head on over to our website and buy some merchandise um, we're not pocketing any profit it's going to help this this wacky show continue to be wacky um, so that would be fantastic you can also go to patreon um, you can become a patron you can donate through that you can drop us a line we really want hate mail at this point like we've gotten smatterings of facebook hate like one yeah, person that was fun I one that. person left like a like a wikipedia page to syphilis yeah on us which so she was either a listener or she well no she wasn't a listener if you took a gander at her page. she was trying to be violent yeah her page yeah. is very transphobic yeah. and upsetting but it's like yeah no like i fully had syphilis and treated it thanks for the information it was actually a lovely read the wikipedia page for <laughs> syphilis um horrible photos though <clears throat> you can do all that stuff you can follow us on instagram follow us on facebook follow us on twitter do you queer or die queer um you can rate review and subscribe you can tell your friends to listen yeah, I was going to just highlight that that's like important and nice and cool. Ratings mean the most to podcasts yep. because podcasts are this strange media form and that's basically our only real measurable thing. So yep. drop some stars, drop a line, tell three friends and let's fight misogyny together, right? Yay! Yay. But Tom, what if I just really don't like women? <laughs> that was a joke, but misogyny is everywhere. So yeah. am I lying? Well, I just, yeah, I didn't know how to respond to that because I'm like, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. You're like, are you a misogynist? Tune in next week to find out, <laughs> I guess. And until then, <laughs> we'll see you next Tuesday. Stay queer and buy me a beer. Bye. Do you queer? 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 Do you queer?